welcome back to the show everyone i have a very special guest someone who i've been super inspired by for the last three years and funny enough love the way the universe works when i first launched this podcast i wrote down a list of people that i really wanted to have as a guest and kenzie burke was my number one individual who i knew i wanted to have on the show and just someone i wanted to forge a relationship with and pick her brain about a bunch of different things and so it's one of those moments of like the energy you put out into the world is what comes back to you so i'm i'm so excited for this show she is a woman who has an incredible life story she is only 26 but whether you're familiar with her past work or not, her mindset is really going to move you today just as it did with mine. She's brilliant. She is a go-getter. She's a doer. And we dive deep on a bunch of topics. We talk a lot about spirituality, pivoting, failure, trusting yourself, intuition, meditation, going after your dreams, what success means to her now unbecoming who you thought you should be and becoming your authentic self and so so much I'm, I'm probably missing like five more things that we talked about but there's a lot of great insight and tips and wisdom and one thing that I really love about this episode is how we really cover the entire premise of my show which is titled lows to highs and really going inwards and doing the work to rise above any hardship that you may face. Kenzie was formerly a health and wellness entrepreneur. She launched two superfood lines. She published three books. She created an app. She had her own podcast. And now after a year of realizing that her life wasn't what she wanted it to be, she and feeling misaligned she decided to bring to life her childhood dream of being a fashion designer and so i am pleased to introduce kenzie burke founder of brulee hi kenzie i'm so happy to have you here and i'm so excited to bring you to our listeners today to start off i would love for you to introduce yourself in whatever way feels right to you today Oh my gosh. I used to open my old podcast with that line and I've never been asked. It. Now I'm like, wow, that was so rude of me. <laughs> it's such a broad question. Um, well, I'm Kenzie Burke and it's an honor to be here. I don't even know how to introduce myself. I am, I guess I would say a creative entrepreneur. I previously owned, ran, and managed a health and wellness business. I had a podcast. I had a superfood product line, an app, um, and I wrote three books. And that was a career I wrote for two years. I created all of that in two years. And soon I'll be introducing myself just officially as the owner and fashion designer of Brulee because that is the avenue I'm going down now. Amazing. Is that all you did in two years? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else? Sometimes I traveled a bit. <laughs> um, so I would love to start as you as a child. What was your upbringing like and, and how did you build your social presence and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, how was I as a child? I would say unhappy, <laughs> satisfied. Um, very dissatisfied and very with it from a young age. Like I, I remember things before I was one. I remember things being one and I just remember being, um, and now it's a blessing. Like now I can see why, but I just remember not being happy and not being satisfied and always thinking that there's just so much more to life. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a small town. I was in, in Wisconsin. Um, and you know, I just didn't really fit in. I, I was constantly going in and out of friend groups, um, in and out of school systems. I wasn't academic and I, I thought I was dumb. Like I just, I couldn't test. I had fear around testing. I would make deals with teachers and deals with my dad. Like if you do my math, you know, we'll do this. And like, I, I got through school kind of cheating my way through it just to get the damn diploma. And then, um, 
when I got it, I packed a Hyundai Sonata. I waitressed, I nannied one summer and I packed a Hyundai Sonata and I drove out to um, Los Angeles and never had been here before. And I, I stayed, I drove to Malibu and I loved the beach. And so I looked on Craigslist room in Malibu and I found one near Malibu in Calabasas and I moved in at 18. I'd never like lived on my own. Never. I didn't know anything, did not know anything. And Calabasas is also, it's a suburb outside. Mm-hmm. of Malibu. So it's not like, yeah, it's, it's, but that's very fitting to who I am, which is an old soul. So that was kind of how I made it to LA. And then from there, I just started working my ass off and, and the, um, theme of being a child and being dissatisfied and always striving for more where I'm at in my life right now. I see why I've done that. And I see how I've done that up until this point as well. And now I'm doing it, but I've learned how to like put roots into the ground and Mm -hmm. laser that focus in. Cause I, I am a very powerful person and I can make like anything happen. Like if I say, I want to meet a certain guy, even if he's the most famous guy, like I will meet him. And I do. And like, I, I have this whole power to me, but I've never until now really rooted that power into the earth and used it and seen it as a superpower. And also as something that I'm able to do, I've always kind of looked at more of the I have a hard time seeing myself. I think we all do, but like, mm-hmm. I really can't see myself. Like someone will come up to me in public and be like, I followed you for so many years and da, 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 da. And I'll be like, oh, how do you know? Like, I, I have no idea. Or, you know, when I'll have insecurities, you, uh, my friends will be like, you're you're good. Like you have people who support you. And I'll be like, where? I, I They're like, look, you have, look what you have. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see it. So I'm really learning how to see my own power and like use what I'm, and we all have this power, Mm -hmm. but for me, it was so like not rooted in the earth. And so my journey, when I got to LA was I wanted to be in fashion and I loved photography and, um, I loved Instagram. And so I started working on the weekends, working at night and then doing like internships. I interned for two clothing companies. I went to photography school at night and then I started doing styling internship and I wanted to be in, in fashion. And I was working my ass off for like four years, still hadn't really made any friends because I was working seven days a week and, um, but, but wanted it. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. it. I wasn't, I was a nobody. I was a nobody. And I was the the person that the people I did meet, like they didn't really want to invite me to parties because Mm -hmm. I was the girl that was also waitressing at night. And I, you know, I just wanted to be some, like, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be something so bad. But at the same time, because of that insane work ethic and because of a lack of love, like and malnourishment and connection, when I was in the styling industry, I got really, really, really sick and just like panic attacks on the side of the road and just sick and kind of scary. You know, I just remember having nights like laying on my carpet in my bedroom, just Mm -hmm. sobbing and pinching pennies, like going to the neighbors to babysit at night so that I could pay the rent. And then there was this, this, so, so I got sick and I just stopped the styling. It was like, I, and I stopped, I stopped everything. I quit. I didn't know what I was going to do in that moment, but I was like, I just need a break. I need to, to catch my breath. I need to, you know, relax. And I got really into health and wellness in that moment because I started playing with different foods and then seeing like my body change and, I've always been a very spiritual person, but, but food started to awaken me on Mm -hmm. awaken that aspect in me because I started to realize, oh my God, you can change things with, you know, food is energy. Mm -hmm. So I got really, really into that. And then I, um, really into food. And then because I'm creative and I cannot sit still, (laughs) I was studying it and I started to create a PDF with everything that I was doing that was really healing me. And I created this PDF in Photoshop at the time, like had no job, no money. I didn't even know what was going to happen at the end of that month. So I created this PDF I was um, going to Institute of Integrative Nutrition Health School. I did payment plans on it because I was like, you know what? I'm interested in this and and I want to just explore it. And so anyways, made this PDF, 
put it online. And then I was like, you know, I had 2000 followers. I need to make some money. Like I need to pay my rent. So I'm going to just start promoting this. I started promoting it and I got it in the hands of a YouTuber and told her, cause I was, I was like, you know, I will coach you through the 21 days. If you, you know, post it, she had great results. She posted it. The book went viral from there. The, the whole, that went really viral and my health and wellness career took off in that realm. Cause all of a sudden I went from like nobody to being mm-hmm. like 90,000 followers, this girl is helping, you know, come on this podcast, be this. And I immediately like being the, the go-getter and, and entrepreneur that I am, I was like more, 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 more. So I took an ebook and I wrote three books and they were like, they were about food and they had recipes, but they were also like really spiritual, like mind body connection and everything I was learning. And Anyways, I wrote, authored three books, launched a product line of biodynamic coffee and cacao, turned the three books into a wellness app and launched a podcast within a year and a half to wake up after doing all of that and being like, what? I don't, this was never who I wanted to be. And Mm -hmm. this is not the path I want to go down. And it wasn't that I don't have a love for wellness because I am a geek for wellness. Like Mm -hmm. if people do the things I do behind, like right now in my life, I am insane for wellness. I, and I'm like the, yeah, I'm the most high maintenance person when it comes to food. Like I'm so- but you're in- investing in yourself in that of way. Course, and I'm always trying yeah. like different cleanses and reading different books and, but it's my passion. And something mm-hmm. I realized when I built this whole career, it's like, as an entrepreneur, you have to want what you're building so bad because mm-hmm you can't, you're never getting ahead and you constantly have to build. And I was building an entire career off of who I was because my podcast was about me. My, it was like very, and then people were asking me how to eat and stuff. And though I'm very blessed, you know, to have played a role in so many young women's lives at the end of the day, I woke up and I was like, this is not I don't want to put my grit and energy into this for the rest of my life. And my, my dream has always been to have a fashion brand, to be a designer and to have a company. So I, though I wouldn't do it in this way ever again, but I made the very, I made the decision to, to let go of it all at once, which was the most shocking thing I've ever done in my life. Because like I said, as a child, I was always dissatisfied. So I distracted myself my whole life. I need a different school, different friends. I'm moving LA, different job, different waitressing job, different Mm -hmm. job, different internship, health and wellness, different products, different app, different book, right? That's a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. So when I let go of all of that, I thought in my head, great, I'm just going to like go follow my heart and like jump into fashion. But it wasn't like that at first. It was like, holy shit, I have to look at myself, like actually look at myself. And I've made many mistakes. And in my last business, like I made many mistakes. I did it way too fast. I, I made a lot of money and I lost a lot of money. Like I didn't, I didn't have a container to hold what I was creating because mm-hmm. I didn't even hold the first aspect of what I created before going to the next thing. And so I think to kind of sum all of that up was I had to really look at myself and I did the deepest work on myself in my entire life after I let go of my wellness career. And instead of just jumping into what I'm doing now, I realized I had to put roots into the earth and that like I was a tree so that every time the wind blew, I didn't have roots. So I blew with the wind. I was like, and so I spent six months rooting myself into the earth. Like what is community? That's a root. What is career? That's a root. What is love? That's a root. Who am I? That's a root. And like, where do I live? Like all of that, like really root into the earth and commit to these things. And that was um super, super, and has been super hard for me because that by nature, that hasn't come easily to me. But now that I'm doing that, and now that I'm in the phase where I'm really actually creating the career of my dreams, I have seen, because we learn things about ourselves through these Absolutely. experiences, right? And I always wondered, why is my life revolve around work? 
Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I've never been the person that's dated, never been the person that got the past to just like have a baby and like, you know, slide under the radar and be a Pilates mom. Like <laughs> was always the theme for me. And no matter how much I tried to escape it, even in my time off in health and wellness, like when I like took time off from styling, I turned it into work. Like yeah. I did never have understood that now that I'm birthing brulee which is my clothing brand and i'm finding such a huge piece of myself that i have wanted to find since i was two years old and i'm realizing everybody has a different destiny but a huge part of who i am i'm realizing is my career and is my purpose and that i can't i think i've tried to like bypass that Mm -hmm. at certain points of like how come other people can just like go date and like travel and or just like have a nine to five and call it a day? Yes. Like, why <laughs> is this my life? You know, and like no one, my my extended family hasn't understood me because they're just like, you get a job, you get your salary yeah. and like you go live and, I'm, and you enjoy your life. It's not yep. like that for me. And I never understood why. And now that I'm doing this and I'm rooted and I'm seeing like 10 year plans, which, oh my God, like I don't even book a plane ticket. I book till like last minute. Yeah, I'm not like long term. That freaks me out. But this I'm actually doing that with. And I see this is why it's been the theme of my life, because it's such a huge part of who I am. And I even see like, oh, of course, I haven't, you know, gotten into my forever relationship because who I'm going to attract, like who I'm becoming through this process. Yes, I am. And that's why I feel like I've had this little like redhead syndrome kind of my whole life of like, why me? Like, mm-hmm. why don't people like me? Why can't I attract? And it's so hard when you're in that headspace. It's like, for I, I there's so much that I want to pack with everything that you said, but like, I'm in the same exact boat. And I recently spoke to like a healing coach that I work with and she was doing a reading on me. And I just moved into my new apartment a few months ago. And I feel like I finally like have my life together. I've been dabbling in so many different things. And like, I lived at home for 24 years of my 25 years of my life. Like I'm finally where I need to be. And work career has always been the category that I can easily check off. Like it's my number one category. It's always like a 10 out of 10 in that space. Um, Even when it's at like a low point, it's like, I know what I want. I know I'm able to go after it when it comes to love and relationships there's always been a part of me that my heart has been closed off to subconsciously. And when I spoke to her, she was like, you finally have your shit together. You are finally so confident and happy in yourself. And now your heart is opening, but you needed all of that time to become your authentic version. Because now that you know who you are and you love who you are, whoever comes in front of you, you're going to know right away if that person is for you or not. And the right person, you're going to attract the right person. And now, like when she told me that it was an aha moment of like, that's why it never worked out. Cause like, I wasn't whole, even though I thought I was, I wasn't whole. I wasn't ready. I didn't love myself to the extent that I thought I did. Um, But it's like, you need to go through that alone period to, to, to get to a place where you are so comfortable and confident in yourself. And in your case and in my case, it's like the vehicle to get to that place is is work and career. And when we feel like we have that part figured out, then the community and the home and the environment, everything else fits into place. And then it's like the final category is like love and relationships, which will come when the time is right. Yeah. And you just have to trust. Mm -hmm. Think of you know, when I think of the my my journey, some of me in doing this with feeling so much ease, I'll be like, why did I not just do this before? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this yeah. like? But then it, I wasn't ready. And I yeah. didn't have the smarts I have now. And I remember interning for a clothing company and I had to go pick up stuff from the manufacturer, which is, you know, what I'm dealing with now. And I remember being like, young, like wide eyed of how do I ever get here? Right. And now Mm -hmm. I'm doing it with so much ease and it's all those building blocks of that. And then also what you were saying about who you attract, it's, um, 
these processes that we're going through and that we've gone through and that anyone goes through, you evolve and you change so much. And it is such a blessing, I feel, to be able to go through these things because there's so many people, like everything is energy, right? And you can Mm -hmm. be in a relationship, but if you're growing and evolving outside of who you were when when that relationship was met, then like you might not even be in an abundant or healthy relationship. And so many people, especially an older generation, they just like push through that and live this like mediocre you know, life. And so in so many ways, it's such a blessing to be in that, that clear space. And then also there's work like on our part. So when you're used to, when, when career comes really naturally to you, that is more of like a masculine energy. That is more of a do it energy. Right. And so I think over time you can get a very hard shell. And I think the work for both of us, it sounds like is also making sure we're softened into Mm -hmm. receiving because when you have that kind of work ethic, masculine, I'll push through. I can do anything. I can can support myself. I'm independent. Toughness, right? And that can also energetically block people and not even, not even intimate relationships. I see it in business. I see myself with, um, anyone who's on my team, you know, I see myself like overdoing things because I don't want to ask them for help. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, and so it's the same thing. So it's like being really mindful too of softening Mm -hmm. and, and, and trusting and trusting the timeline of your life really. Totally. And time is everyone's worst enemy, but, and, but patience is the virtue to get to essentially where you want to go. One thing that you said was, which I want to unpack a little bit, is about how when you started doing your health and wellness brand, it was a personal passion, but it wasn't the passion that you wanted to communicate externally. That's what you realized. I want to talk a little bit more about that because when... If, if, for example, if one of our listeners is really passionate about something or they love doing something and it comes naturally... Often like the first thought of being an entrepreneur is like, what am I passionate about and how can I serve the world? Which is a right question to ask. But I feel like we also tend to forget like you can have passions outside of your career and work and just be passionate about it. Like I love painting, but there is no way in hell that I'm going to become a painter. But it's like a passion that fuels me and it allows me to grow and be creative in your case with health and wellness, that was your personal passion. But at the same time, fashion has, I hate how this rhymes, fashion has also been your passion. So I would love to talk a little bit about like, what was that journey of you figuring out? Because it it was a deep-rooted belief that you had as a child, like this is the destiny for you. So when did you realize like, that's the business, that's the passion that I want to turn into a business? So we have gut feelings, right? And mm-hmm. I think that going beyond what your passion passion is, we have to now understand like what what is it that you're going to be doing on a day to day basis that you can stand by, right? And and also having the trust that you can do things your way. This is my whole work right now, literally my whole work. And thinking of putting this brand out, right? And I'm on the phone with marketing, you know, because. For Google, certain everyone, you know, TikTok, 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 right? TikTok is not does not come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. There's so many moments when I when I want go to sway of like, shit, we have to shoot this campaign in TikTok form. That doesn't come naturally to me. And there's moments when I have to say, no, 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 no. That is not what comes naturally to me. You do it your way in a way that you can build this brand to stand by it. And I say all that because. In the very beginning, when my when I started getting traction, I told you I got traction, a YouTube girl, it happened within six weeks, a YouTube girl picked up the PDF, right? And it took off. So immediately, immediately, everyone was like, vlog, get on YouTube, talk to your camera, share your grocery hauls, right? So I started doing that. As I was doing that, it did not feel right. Like I would have to refilm it eight times. I thought, I don't like this. I don't want to be on YouTube. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to show this, but I kept doing it. The universe always shows you. 
I got an insane backlash from, from YouTube. Someone like took my video and, and, um, basically cut up the entire video and like made me look like an idiot. And it got 300,000 views and I was put on daily mail. It was like this whole thing, right? Those are signs. Those are signs of like what you're doing is, is not right. But I didn't listen. Then, then I had a management company come in, do this, talk about this, say this, show this, talk more on your stories. The whole time it did not feel right. So I kept trying to like pivot in things that felt right. So I started a podcast because I was like, I don't want to talk on stories, but like, I'll do a podcast so people can hear me. And I was doing all these things, right? But then I'm building this entire career. It's not even about wellness at this point. I'm building this entire career where I'm sharing about myself. That is never who I want to be. I don't want, you know, the for me, some people that work so well, but when I woke up in the morning and felt like, I will not make money if I don't show up online. That was awful. I am someone who, like I am the person at nature and how I want to do it is that like, you will not know I'm even dating someone. And then I'll be like, I'm pregnant on social media or like here I'm engaged. That's just how I roll because I like the mystery. That's a huge part of who I am. And I don't want people to know everything about me at all times. I love being able to go through my own process in life and then ha sit down and have a conversation like this. And that can go live out in the public, but I am not, I never wanted to be an influencer. I wanted to be, and the whole time I had my wellness career, I kept telling my photographer, who's my great friend, I wish that this was a product and I wish that it wasn't about me. And I wish that I could push something outside of myself. So that was a huge sign. And I think in the very, and I, and I realized that four weeks into it when I pushed myself to do YouTube. So though health and wellness was a passion, my career was getting set up in a way where it was something that I did not want. And so I think we can have passions, but we, we have to be realistic about what is it that we want to do every day? And do we have the grit to put in? So now that it's not about me, oh, I'll do anything. I'll do anything for the pants I just made. Anything. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me. And if a store doesn't want to carry them, fine. I'll go to the next store. I have that like grit and that, you know, drive. And, drive. and I don't have to show up on Instagram and be like, hi, this is who I am. It's it's not about that. It's like, mm -hmm. this, is, this is my clothing. And this is, this is, it's outside of me. And that works for me. And, and so that is, clarity. It's like, if, if someone were to have to ask me five years ago, do you want to be a famous influencer? I'm not saying I'm famous. I'm just saying, if you want to be a famous influencer, I would say no, but I want to be a famous designer. Mm. And that that's like a very clear thing. So we can have passions, but then you have to get really realistic in the energetics of it. And like, what does that look like? So you love painting. You love to like go, you know, just paint a picture in the evening with a candle and da, 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 yeah. da. But if you made it a career, you would have to be very realistic of like the hustle behind that. And I have to paint every day and then like create the a website and sell it. Shoes. Yeah. Not, that's and, not the path that I want. Yeah, exactly. And I think above all else, we have to listen to our gut because yeah. if, I, if I would have listened to my gut every single time I've had a gut feeling, my life would be completely different mm -hmm. and I'm learning how to do it now. Like I'm, I'm learning the second I get a gut feeling, like even casting a model for the um, line sheet. I got on a zoom two days ago and I just had a gut feeling talking to her agent. I was like, eh. and not it. Yeah. And I, and I listened and that is, that is growth is like, let's talk about that. Cause intuition, I feel like my entire life, I've had really good intuition. Like if I know something is off, I'll know it, but sometimes I don't listen and then things will happen. And I'm like, I should have just listened because I knew I was right. But I think over, in my case, over time, I've learned the way that I've built my intuition and my self-trust is like, let me start with the small things. So like for like super minor, but one day I was driving to New York and there was two ways that I could have gone. And I was like, I think if I take the tunnel from New Jersey, there's going to be so much traffic. If I take the bridge, it's going to be a little bit less traffic, but like it'll be manageable. And 
I was like, should I just take the tunnel though? Cause it's like an easier route. Like I've taken it more times. Like I'm more comfortable driving that route. And I was like, I don't want to be in traffic today. So I went the bridge route. Thank God I did. Cause I got into the city in like 35 minutes. And then just for shits and gigs, I was like, I wonder what the traffic is like in the tunnel. And it was like an hour and a half, super, super minor. But like that moment, I was like, I need to trust myself on the small decisions. Cause if I could do that and it proves that I'm right, then I could handle the big ones. But like you, you mentioned before of like, if you trusted your gut feeling in the past, your life would look completely different. So I'm sure our listeners often struggle with this of like what they feel is right, what they know in their heart to be true, but then it gets conflicted with fear-based decision-making. So it seems like now that you have a lot of self-trust, how did you get to that point? Um, And like, how do you, what tools or mechanisms you use to ignore the outside noise and just let your intuition guide you on that new path? That's been my deep work this year. And it's very hard to put into words, but I mean, I went through a lot this year in in not knowing what was going to happen and like in starting completely over. And that's really that's really hard to do and very scary and I did it in the public eye and I'm doing it in the public eye. So there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of you have to basically like gulp what anybody thinks about you in doing what I just did because you know, people are going to think things and, and also like you think things, but the biggest thing that I've learned this year in, in trusting is the word trust, trust. So I prayed a lot this year and I, I meditated a lot and like, I like, and and not to just say, oh, I meditated, but like, I like sat with myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I had to get to a place from fear of what is going to happen and how is this going to happen and how am I going to make this quantum leap to trust and almost not holding it all in my head because our fear-based thoughts come from our head and we don't listen to our intuition. It comes to our head. So when I say I like meditated and I prayed, I'm someone who's always acted from my head. So I would say it was in March. And I remember my friend told me that I should pray while I drive, like, Mm say my prayer out loud when I drive. And I was going out to Joshua tree and I prayed on the way. I was like, show me what I do now. Show me what I do now. I don't know what to do. And I got to Joshua tree and I went to this. It was like this. I don't know. It was a, I don't know what it was. It was like a (laughs) festival kind of thing. There was all these people from all over the world there. Anyways, I ended up around a bonfire with two designers of a clothing line that we all know. And I remember just sitting there and seeing them and like having a huge remembrance of what I'm doing, like what I came here to do. Mm -hmm. And I, and I went home and everything changed. Like I decided to like do the, the, the path. Right. And I feel like that was really answered because I, I let go and I stopped trying to figure things out from my head. Cause normally I would like sit here and like, look online, like, what do you do right now? Or like talk, try to talk to a mentor or, you know, yeah. I like let it go. And then from there, I've learned how to really trust in the sense that this whole clothing line, like is unraveling in its own timeline, everything else I've done I've pushed it. I've been like, it has to launch June 1st. I don't care what it takes. And this, I'm like, when it's out, then I'll launch it. And through doing these things, I say all of this because this is all teaching myself how to let go and how to trust. Everything is unraveling how it is supposed to. Mm -hmm. Now I'm starting to see that. So now I'm starting to feel that I can trust in the higher timeline and in myself. And then going back to gut feelings, it's, um, I think when you create space for trust and you start to see that there's like a bigger picture playing out if you don't intervene. And that doesn't mean you don't push. That doesn't mean you wake up at 10 a.m. and you don't try. No, you show up every day. Yeah. 
because part of building trust is showing up for yourself. So I made a promise to myself that I was going to do a Joe Dispenza meditation every single day until 2023. And I made this promise in the beginning of June based on Ed Milet, because Ed mm-hmm. Milet says, you know, confidence is built in the promises you keep. Yes. So every single day since the beginning of June, I've done this meditation. Even if I'm, I haven't had a chance to do it, I will do it before I go to bed because Mm -hmm. I will not miss a day. I've done it in my car. And the thing is like with these types of practices, I love Joe Dispenza. I've been doing his meditations religiously. Same thing with you. I think like back in April, I was like, I've been meditating for years, but I needed something a bit more deep and like connecting my, like getting out of my head and just connecting with my body, which is what Joe's work is all about. Um, And now, and I've loved meditating. I've always enjoyed it, but now it's like, my body and my mind and my heart crave it. So if I, when I wake up, I get, I look forward because I'm like, I can be at peace. I could relax. I could like let go of thoughts. And it's like, and now it's a promise that I have kept to myself that just comes so naturally. And even that is like confidence booster of like, this was just like a thing that I was doing. And now it's a part of my daily life and how beautiful that it's a part of my daily life. Cause it allows me to expand and grow and evolve. Yeah. And that builds confidence showing up for yourself in that way and builds trust going back to the word trust that builds mm-hmm. trust in yourself. Because if you can show up for yourself and do that every day, that bleeds out into so many other areas of your life. Like if you friends, parents, parents business parents work, like it's, it's that email that you don't want to send and you put it off all day, but because over time, you know, you wake up and you sit down and you take 25 minutes to meditate, whether you wanted to, or you don't, you just start to like send that email and not put it off, you know, and it really bleeds out. And so to wrap the entire question up, it's, um, I think there's, it's learning how to trust, it's learning how to trust yourself and creating, creating things challenges for you in your life for you to show up for you to trust yourself and I would say is um like getting out of your head it's such a big practice to get Mm -hmm. out of your head and into a higher perspective higher picture I hope that answered the question no it did (laughs) and it's it's so true I mean your thoughts create your reality and sometimes I've noticed myself when I'm feeling disaligned it's because for a few days I was so in my head and then that energy because it's energy. So those emotions and that frustration and those like negative feelings start to manifest in my body and I feel bloated or I feel like my health is worse than it was. And it's like, it's such a hard practice to really like connect with yourself and your soul. But when you do the work, you see the results and like, not just individually, but you see it in your business, you see it in your relationships, you see it in your money, like it touches everything. So it's so important to really have that connection and, and do that work. Um, you get as caught up. I mean, I have those two, like, you know, it'll be like two or three days where I, yeah, like bloated or whatever, nervous, but over time with this work, you, this particular practice, I think Joe Dispenza's practice mm-hmm. is um, it's amazing because you start to be able to like talk to yourself. So like I will have, literally old fears for my old business come up before like in my head mm-hmm. almost like me trying to get myself to be a self-sabotage yeah, yeah like you're gonna launch soon be afraid be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I literally hear myself in my head talking to myself and being like this is that is like the past this is not the new place I'm going we're not bringing that yeah here. And I hear myself like talking my own self off a ledge. Yeah. It's like devil's app. It's like two devils on angel and devil. Shut up. Like, yeah, different. This is, we're not there anymore. That's something that I've been doing too recently is like, if I, if a negative, and I don't do this all the time because it's, it's a challenge to be aware of it when it's happening. But anytime I do become aware of like self-sabotage thoughts or fear-based thoughts, I'm like, okay, what is the proof or the evidence that this is going to happen? Like, where is this even coming from? Like, I don't know that that's going to happen in a week from now. I don't know that that's ever going to even be a problem. So why worry about it? Like, 
shut up. Like, bye. Make it happen by doing that. Mm -hmm. We literally sabotage ourselves. And I have so many examples of how I've done that. But like, I've done that in so many areas. I've done that in finances. I've done that on Instagram, Mm -hmm. where I would I was like at one point getting like 14,000 likes and like over a hundred comments. And I said, I kept saying like, no one, no one likes me. <laughs> me, Right. And I let, I like brought my engagement down to the level that I was at. I'm not saying that like, uh, that's just like one small example yeah. ago, but like, it's true. We literally make those things happen. So now even with what I do have, I try so hard to be like, look at like, look at what you have. Don't, don't make yourself small. Like don't sabotage yourself. Don't sabotage mm-hmm. results, don't sabotage what can come in. Cause you literally manifest what you, you put think out. and you believe. But I also think another element of that is intention because I have been there with the Instagram thing. Also the algorithm sucks. So it's not all our fault, but there are some days where I create and I'm like, this came from my heart and my soul. And I'll I'll bang out a poem in like 20 minutes and I'll put, I'll push it out live and it becomes like the most liked, engaged, commented post. And then there are some days where I'm creating and I'm like, I think this is what people want to hear right now. Or I think this might help someone. And then I put it out and it's like, or like, I'm thinking, oh, I hope this gets 10,000 likes. And then I'll put it out and it's like a thousand likes. And I'm like, my intention wasn't there. Like it wasn't, pure it's all about that and my yeah it's all it's it's all about that and that's something that I did a clean sweep of my (laughs) Instagram and I kept up everything that I posted that I remember in the moment that I wanted to post and I took down everything that I posted because I thought I had to Mm -hmm. and that was super and now I only post in that way. And it's really not about gate engagement or like, it's not about the numbers. It's not about any of that, but it is to, to say that like our perception can actually create our reality because we find ways to sabotage. And something I had to get really clear on is like, what makes you think you are not worthy, but like, why would, you know, you want 14,000 people to engage with your posts? Like, what have you put in energetically to receive that? you know, and, and that is something that like, you have to get really clear on is yeah, like want these things. And in the height of, of me in that kind of engagement, I was putting in to receive that I was. And then for a year and a half, I haven't put in anything. Like I didn't put in anything on my Instagram. So like, of course you're not going to, I went, I like went offline for four yeah. months. So of course, you know, and you have to be in like realistic about, like what you said, the intention behind it. And then you can't expect, you know, to get a gold star for something that you didn't, that you have that no you even didn't fully believe in. So yeah. like if you didn't love it and believe in it, don't work. Like yeah, that. exactly. And maybe you feel this way too, is like now when I post, it's like my intention is simply to inspire people. Like that's the overarching goal is just that. So if it inspires 500 people, amazing. It moved the needle. It inspired that many people, touched that many people. If it inspired 15,000 people, even better. But like, I'm not attached to the number. The outcome that I want is to pe- for people to feel inspired or people to feel moved. So thinking about inspiration, um, where do you find your inspiration when it comes to your personal lifestyle or brulee? Where do you, what platforms, people, brands, et cetera, do you do you feel the move, most moved by? Or yeah. things? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this sounds kind of, I think something that I'm like, really, it's, I just realized it when you said it, but in the trusting myself lately, it's been all coming from just myself and like what I like and what I, I love like. that. And that feels really good. And I can't tell you how good it feels to say that I, the clothing line that is being created right now has come entirely from within and everything else I've ever done before, though it's a huge part of my energy, but like I looked externally to figure out how to do it. And I haven't done that once with this. And 
that feels really empowering. And I'm doing, I, I, that's how I eat right now. That's how I'm living right now. Like, you know, I, I've been working on not comparing myself, the ways I live, the house I live, the location I live in. It doesn't make sense to like Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends and, or a lot of people, you know, or whatever, like the, the ways I'm living and what I'm creating, I have been really sourcing from within and on a, on a different level lately. Like I've said that before, I know in the past, but this is different. This is, this is not like taking a cutout and saying, I need this exact thing for the shirt. Like I've definitely pulled different inspiration based off of clothing that like I've loved and that I wear every day and that I've recognized, okay, I cannot not wear this. I keep Mm -hmm. wearing it every day. So what about that is making me, and that's kind of how I've been designing my clothing is because I really want it to be that clothing that you, you wear every, like we all have those pieces that we're obsessed with and Mm -hmm. we wear them constantly. And so that's the whole behind this clothing line is like, it's those pieces that you just wear every single day. And you can trust that they're there. Cause when I find something I like, I just want to like keep getting it. Oh my God. I wear it the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's this. And so that's kind of how I created that. Um, And for food, like I've tried so many different ways of eating and now I'm just eating in the way that like really inspires me the most, which is fruits and vegetables. Like it inspires me the most. And people be like, yeah, you did what about protein? It's just, no, I feel good. That's all that matters. Yeah. And, um, and like living in just ways that people that inspire me, I'll say are, um, Ed Milet. I'm Mm -hmm. like really, really big into Ed Milet. The best. So I consume a lot of their content, their podcasts. Um, and I have people that inspire me, like my friend, Bryony, um, Pilates by Bryony. She has mm-hmm. an amazing Pilates platform. I do her Pilates every day. I love the designer, Jacques Mou. Mm-hmm. I love his vision is insane. Love his vision. So like he really, really inspires me. But as far as how I'm currently living, I feel like I'm really... And you're inspiring yourself. Inspiring myself. And I talk to myself about it. Like I have moments where I'm starting to have like design dreams where like (laughs) I'm like, I fucked the sleeve up. Or you know, and I'll like wake up and be like, I should ask someone if this is good. And I'm like, no, just trust yourself. Yeah. Trust yourself that it's good. And that's a really good practice. And that's a good practice that anybody can practice on anything is like those moments when you want to go ask someone, is this right? What should I do to like pause and then see if you can just ask yourself and answer it and then ride it. Just I have a, I put a rule in place in my own mind, (laughs) um, which is like the 24 hour rule. If it's, if I have a big decision to make or, or even a small one and I'm like, I wonder what like X, Y, and Z would say, like, I wonder what their advice would be. Or like, I wonder what my mom thinks. I always sit with myself for 24 hours and I'm like, let me pause. Let me listen to what I have to say and what I believe to be true. And after a day, if I still feel like I need someone else's guidance or opinion, then I can go to them. Often, I don't know if you feel this way, but often when I even, I've never really asked for help. Like, and that's something I need to be a little bit better at. Like I I'm independent. I feel like I, I like control. Like I like figuring shit out on my own, which is actually a part of me. That is one of my favorite things about me that I can like, it's the grit and it's the drive and the trust that like, I can handle anything and I can do anything, but sometimes you do need help. But sometimes like if I'm asking for a friend for advice, often I'll have made up my mind of like, I know what is true and what is right. And they'll say their opinion. And if it's opposite, I'm like, mm, that, that doesn't, I, I don't feel that alignment. So I'm going to just go with my gut. I never, for years, like never has someone's opinion because I trust myself so much now. It's like no one's opinion now affects my decision. It's more of a confirmation for me to trust my gut instinct. Cause if I feel an ounce of disalignment with their thought or belief or opinion, I'm like, no, I trust myself. It's all about trust. 
Well, yeah. And then if you take someone else's advice and it goes against your own, then you're not living your life and you're mm-hmm. going down a different path. And and you got to do that to learn to not do that. Exactly. Exactly. In astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. Fire <laughs> sign. I I was like, she has to be a fire yeah, sign. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And my my rising is Taurus, and my moon is also in Sagittarius, which oh, is like I'm like a super super Sag. <laughs> amazing. I love that. I'm a super Aries. Yes. You're also fi- you're also fire sign. Yeah. 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 Planets and Aries. So I love other people have a lot of fire planets because. It's not easy to have so much fire placement I'm learning. And the more like mm-hmm. I chart and see how many placements they're like, oh, wow, I get why things are harder for you. And mm-hmm. I think that for you too, like to have a lot of fire, it's so much heat. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it is. And it's strong, massive, and like, it's like anybody energy. Yeah. And um, it's weird because like up until recently, it manifested not just in this like career work part of my life, but also in the the way that I would digest food, the workouts that I did. Like I used to love like going to the gym for two hours and like doing 12, 3.30 or whatever on a treadmill. And then I would come home and I would feel like shit. And now I'm like, this fire part, it comes out the most when it comes to my passions and my creativity and my career. But like, when it comes to movement, I need to be more feminine. And I now I only do Pilates and I go on long walks and it feels so right. When it comes to foods, it's like, I like the mixture of like cold and hot foods. There's different categories where it plays out, but the fire can come out in all of them. And I've actively tried to like take that lot, the fire out <laughs> just yep. to balance myself a little bit. Yeah, you have to. You yeah. have to, I think having Taurus is very helpful. My Venus is in Taurus, but that's also for both of us where the, um, this like work theme comes in for us. Mm-hmm. Taurus likes stability and likes nice things and likes yeah. things way. And so I think it also adds to, I can tell like your, your whole page, your design, like it's very Taurus. It's very <laughs> I love that. I love, I love it. it. I see, here's the thing. I love astrology. And I, when I read my birth chart, I'm like, oh my God, this, it all makes sense. Like, that's why I am the way I am. And like, that's why I act in this way. And I love that about myself, but I, I struggle with like understanding other people's charts and I just haven't dived into it. So I love when people are like, oh, you're such a Sag. I'm like, I wish I could say you're like such an Aries. (laughs) I'm such a geek for astrology. I love it. Um, So now that you are where you are today, you, I'm so excited for you because it feels like everything you're doing is coming so easy and it's effortless and it's so natural to you. You've had success in the past, you know, your ebook and your app, like everything was successful. You knew how to create something from an idea in your mind to execution. What does success mean to you now? Heavy, hefty and heavy question. That is. I think that I've never felt success. Mm. So when you say those things and last night, my friend was voice messaging me and she said, because you're wildly successful. And I remember being like, what? Because I'm super hard on myself, you know? So I feel in my head like, oh, because I took this past year off and I didn't like, you know, I put put stuff on that, which I didn't take this year off. I'm working my ass off, but like it's <laughs> not been, you know, in the world yet. And so yeah. um I think for me now, I don't think, and I thought about this, or it came to me in my meditation this morning, but it's a feeling now. And I'm going after a feeling now, hmm. not a thing. And though I think it's going to take place in the form, though I can probably reach this feeling through something I'm going to be putting out now because it's right. But like, I'm really, I want to feel success. And for me, I feel that feels satisfied, like satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that it kind of wraps up how I even started this with saying I was always frustrated. Yeah, yeah. You're always dissatisfied. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the emotion that's not satisfied is frustrated. And so I really want to feel just satisfied. And I feel like I, 
yeah, that's what I'm, that's what success is for me right now, because everything that we say we want, or I say I want, which is like this career and like this kind of cash flow and this kind of love and this child, those are, yes, they're all things, but like what is behind all of those mm-hmm. things is a feeling. Like I want to un- feel unconditional love to a child. That's a feeling like that's yeah. what I want to feel. And so I'd have to say that success for me feel I'm chasing a feeling now. And that's a feeling of satisfaction and feeling proud of myself. Like you said, you know, you've created success before. Everyone has said that to me, look at what Mm -hmm. you've done before. And I don't feel anything. And I want to feel, I want to feel that like, damn, I did that. I really, Oh my God. I can't wait for (laughs) you to launch. And like, I love that definition of success because it's also, it's a bit arbitrary, but it's like, when, when you think about success as a whole, not just like business success. It's like, you just want to feel contentment across your family life and your home life and your relationships and your job. And it's like, holistically, what a beautiful goal to have. Cause it is attainable. It's just like, it's finding that balance. Um, and also just like being your authentic self and you should feel proud because you have, and we were talking about this before we started recording, but we were saying how like, we are doers. Like we say, we're going to do something and we do it. And that is something to be proud of, even though both of us have dabbled in a million different things in the past and they didn't work out. We still showed up every day and we tried our best and we pushed ourselves and it came to a point where it wasn't aligning, but you were still a doer. And like now you, although you didn't feel pride in yourself for all the things that you created, it's like now it's, everything is coming to you so easily because of you knew what you were doing back. You, you Now you know you knew what you were doing back then, but now it's like, again, trust. Like, you know you could do it. Absolutely. Well, tell us what we could expect with Brulee a little bit more. Like, when when do you plan on launching? What is, if you want to give some, like, disclaimers of what to expect, if you're ready yeah. to. Oh, I'm so excited. excited. Um, I'm launching in the beginning of September. And I am, it's launching with four pieces to start. And the collection is called Not Your Man's. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, so it's four women. Um, Two pieces are actually unisex, which is really, really cool. But um, yeah, it's Not Your Man's. So it's like from the sheets to the streets. I love it. Four things you'll ever need. And and then I'm going to slowly add to it. There's two two tops that I'll be launching in the winter that I've already designed, but, um, it's, it's timeless, timeless, timeless clothing. Like the more you wash it, the cooler it's going to look the more you just, the stuff that you don't take off. And I've put so much time and effort into each piece. So like one of them is a ribbed tank top and my whole life I've wanted like the cool ribbed tank top, but I could not figure out why the, chest area is always never right and so unflattering so I spent like three months just getting the perfect neckline you know where it's like like, spring there's still a bit of cleavage but your armpit fat's not yeah or like your arm your shoulders look bigger because the strap is too thick exactly so I'm putting some which is so good for me as a fiery person instead of like coming out and making this line of more 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 my whole model behind this line is like less is more mm-hmm. nail one piece, one fit that can be worn 18 million ways. And then that piece will always live on. And then just seasonally we'll change out the colors or, you know, we can mm-hmm. do a different lighter fabric, but it'll be that like trusty, trusty, trusty place that, you know, like this top fits me. So I'll just get it in a new color in the spring. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's really good for me too, because it's slowing me down. And that's how I dress. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how much shit you buy, you wear the same thing that you know. I'm going away this weekend and I packed a carry on. And I was like, as I was packing, I was like, I like having options. And I was like, let's be real. Like, you know what you're going to wear. So, like, put that other shit back in. Like, you don't need it. And it's because it's huge suitcases. And then we wear two things. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
Well, I am so, so excited for the launch. I can't wait to see it come to life. Um, This was such a lovely conversation. Thank you so much, Kenzie. Where can everyone find you? Your Instagram, Shop Roulette website, all the stuff. My Instagram's at Kenzie Burke. And then from there, you'll be able to find Brulee, but Brulee's Shop Brulee and Instagram and then shopbrulee.com. But at Kenzie Burke is where the action happens. It all it's not YouTube. It's not TikTok. It's not TikTok. Not yet. Well, you'll I eventually try. Find- well, I'll add little things. I just like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not. I feel like it's, I, I'm trying TikTok and there are days where I'm into it. And then there are days where I'm like, this takes so much effort to like make one video and like find the right song and then like cutting the clips. I just don't enjoy it. Um, but I'm honest with myself and the fact that like, I'm not trying to make it on TikTok. Like I'll do it when I want to. Yeah. But like maybe eventually down the line, I hire someone who does that. And it's like, you outsource the things that you don't want to do, but you know, that's what I was thinking of doing. Cause I do like it. I just, I mean, I do like feeling like, okay, I got a presence there, but I don't, and I have the content for it. It's yeah. just putting it together and I don't know. We all have our natural, like your page is beautiful and what you do is so beautiful and that comes natural to you. And for me, it's photos like, and branding and all of that. Like it just comes natural. And I think we just got to stick to that. And then if, you know, we want to, I want to be on TikTok. So I'm going to find a way that works, but you'll figure it out. No doubt. Yeah. There's so many cool people who know how to do it. That could get a video in two seconds. You know, I shouldn't spend the day being like, (laughs) ah, yeah. Like how do I crop this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, amazing. Thank you so much, Kenzie. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. 